You're listening to Soar Sessions with Dr. Trish Herford and Jeff Todd. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode, the introduction, if you will, of Soar Sessions. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Dr. Trish. Here we are, the first ever Soar Sessions podcast. I'm so excited. So, what is the point of this podcast, Dr. Trish? You and I sat together, kind of came up with this idea. What would you say the goal of our podcast is? And for information, education, and entertainment in the world of medicine. I think we can accommodate and accomplish most of those goals. Um, so I guess the first thing is let's introduce everybody to the Dr. Trish Herford. So Dr. Herford, first of all, let's get the, um, basic, um, the, the basic biography questions out of the way. Number one, I guess the first question I'd have is where are you from? So I grew up in a rural area outside of Kansas city in Blue Springs, Missouri, a huge family in a small house with lots of animals and a big garden. I don't think Blue Springs is that rural any longer. Well, I lived in an area that was actually um, between the city limits of Blue Springs and Independence, Missouri. Gotcha. And then where did you go to college? I went to the University of Missouri, Kansas City School of Medicine, a six-year program. I was that nerd who knew in second grade that I wanted to be a physician and I went to medical school right out of high school. Yes, I would classify that as a nerd. <laughs> I believe that that, it, that would classify as your, yourself as a nerd. I would be the nerdiest of the two of us. And what is your specialty? So my specialty is physical medicine and rehabilitation, and that specialty is otherwise known as physiatry or physiatry, um, a term you hate. I do. I despise the name physiatry. I think it's the worst professional name <laughs> in medicine. Podiatry, um, psychiatry. It, I'm not really sure what I think of physiatry. Well, the actual and correct pronunciation of physical medicine rehabilitation specialist is a physiatrist. And our academy came out with a bold statement demonstrating the correct pronunciation but nobody does that so it's still physiatry for most people yeah that sounds very british um to me um physiatrist physiatrist f-i-z-z that seems pompous and arrogant i have to be honest with you <laughs> that seems very british pompous could be and very applicable maybe so maybe so all right so as a physiatrist what do you specialize in on a daily basis so I specialize in musculoskeletal disorders. So treating muscles, bones, joints, nerves, and the injuries that, or pain associated with those body parts. So the pain associated with those body parts. Now, or injury. Or injury. Now, is it safe to assume that in modern American medicine, as we currently know it, 
Um, a majority of your work is done in the pain management field, although kind of putting it in a pain management bucket might not be exactly the, the, the most accurate. I deal with injuries that have a relatable dysfunction. And some of that dysfunction can be in the way a person moves, including walk um, or use a joint or a, an extremity. But many times that dysfunction is associated with pain. Now, pain in, in those body parts or body regions doesn't necessarily um, always uh, equate to a dysfunction in movement, but the... Um, and vice versa, but I, I'll treat both. So not just a pain doctor. Gotcha. I'm a functional rehabilitation specialist. Wow. That, that sounds very scientific, and uh, you sound very smart. Um, I, I'm, I must admit, a, a lot smarter than I originally thought you were, maybe. Um, <laughs> so, so then do you perform surgery? I do not perform surgery. Do you do any special types of procedures, perhaps, in the practice of physiatry that, and I, I hate do. that word. I'm not, I'm, it's no longer physiatry. I, it's physiatry or physical medicine. It's incredibly too pompous and arrogant for me. I, I refuse to call it that. <laughs> so procedure-wise, you do perform procedures on a daily basis, I believe? I do interventional pain treatments, trigger point injections in the office um, with ultrasound guidance. I do injections into the joints uh, of the, the body, almost any joint in the body. Um, I can inject either with ultrasound or x-ray guidance. I do a lot of spinal procedures, epidurals, nerve root injections, injections into the facet joints, um, blocks to the nerves, and radiofrequency ablations. You, you specialize in injuries to all musculoskeletal joints in the body. Um, you specialize in the treatment of injury uh, to uh, all musculoskeletal joints, uh, musculoskeletal injuries and joint injuries. And then um, just for fun, you also specialize in the use of needles um, under x-ray guidance. Or to, ultrasound. To, or, or ultrasound to put needles into any joint in the body and treat those injuries. Is that a fair summary? I wouldn't just leave, leave that statement at injury, so dysfunction or disorder. And this could go on for a long time to explain how movement patterns can affect the body and result in future pain, but not necessarily current pain. So let's make it simple. I'm an orthopedic surgeon who doesn't operate. I'm a anesthesiologist who actually rehabilitates the patient after injecting them. I'm a neurologist who helps diagnose neurologic and muscle disorders. And I'm a primary care physician because I oversee how all the treatments that are provided to a patient may affect their outcomes. So I do a little bit of all of those different specialties when I treat a patient. Yeah. doesn't sound like you're pulling your weight, actually. I'm going to need a couple more specialties there. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about feet? 
you treat musculoskeletal injuries, dysfunction, you treat it and you put it all together with the neurologic, the orthopedic and the pain management component to try and get people back to a normal and happy lifestyle. Hopefully a better lifestyle. So a lot of times, and you know this with our patients, they come in in not so great condition. And I hope that after instituting treatment and getting them back on track, that their best life is ahead of them instead of behind them. Is there one uh, type of patient that you treat more than others? I treat a lot of um, more spine-related conditions than anything else. So neck, mid-back, and low-back conditions. Fun fact, doctor, back pain, number one uh, cause for doctor's appointments. I thought that was headaches, colds, headaches, and back pain all up there. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> all right. So what we've learned about the great Dr. Trish Herford is she specializes in the treatment of musculoskeletal injuries. She uses giant needles to accomplish that. She does the work of at least three to four uh, other specialties all crammed into one specialty with a horrible name. I don't use huge needles, though. They're tiny needles, but can be very long. They're very effective if used properly. Interesting discussion we have with patients quite a bit. When it comes to needles, needle phobia is a real thing. It is. I find that the people with the largest needle phobia often have the largest amount of tattoos. There's some irony there. Yes, it is true. Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I am originally from the Houston, Texas suburbs. I like long walks on the beach. I'm a Scorpio. This is not a dating podcast. Oh, oh my bad. So originally from Houston, Texas, I uh, went to college in Wyoming and did my master's in Oklahoma, did my physician assistant school in Seattle. All normal transitions and normal uh, pathway in life. I mean, you, most people grow up in the South, move to the mountains and then uh, moved to Oklahoma, and then moved to Seattle. All normal things when you're running from the law. <laughs> you know, if you're really trying to keep people guessing, that's what you do. Right. I want to know why you're very, very smart, and you had opportunities to do many things in life. Why you got into healthcare, number one, and why a physician assistant as opposed to any other field in medicine? Thank you, Dr. Freud. Um, I think it all goes back to the very beginning. Um, no, uh, it's, it's real simple, actually. Um, at age, let me see here if I get the numbers right. About age nine, nine or ten, I uh, was diagnosed with a condition in my hip called leg calf pertussis disease, which is an orthopedic condition. That, and uh, I started one of nine operations. I had my first of nine operations on my hip joint at that age. And so it was real simple. I wanted to hang out with my friends, which were all football players for the most part. And um, I couldn't because I had this bum hip. And and so I went in to become an athletic trainer. I worked with a really good mentor who happened to be an athletic trainer and took me under his wing, taught me sports medicine. And interestingly enough, we had a great team orthopedic surgeon who took me under his wing even more, let me go into the OR with him. And then medicine just kind of seemed like the thing. It, 
at a very basic level, it was a way for me to hang out with all my friends who were involved in sports, even though I couldn't do them. And then, then you see the rewarding part of it of making people better and helping them reach their goals. And then it uh, parlayed into college scholarships, which then parlays into other careers. And then the next thing you know, you're, you know, you're doing sports medicine for a living. And I never had aspirations to be a physician. And people ask that question a lot to PAs is, you know, do you want to be a doctor? And I have no aspirations to be a doctor. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Um, but PA put me in a position where I could do more in the medical realm. I could be um, a bigger impact in, in things other than just sports medicine. Or And I have been fortunate to work with you for how long now? I believe 2015. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And what a joy that has been. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto, doctor. You and I have unique views of almost everything in the world. Mine are wholesome. Mine. Intelligent. Yeah, not not all of mine are, I have to be honest. No, you bring it down. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily bring it down. I think sometimes I'm right and you're completely incorrect. <laughs> but nonetheless, we have different views. And I think the other cool thing that you and I discussed when we had this idea was we have some amazing... We have some amazing friends. Um, we have doctor, great doctor, friends, doctor friends who do really cool things, interesting. Uh, interesting things too. Just not just great at being physicians, but interesting in things they do outside of medicine. And we plan on uh, bringing them into the fold. And then the other thing that we were really excited about was we have awesome patients, which is kind of how this started. How could we? share the experiences we have with patients and learn what they do and give that to other people just because we have such a dynamic relationship with the people we treat. Yeah, like a good example. Just last week, we saw a patient that uh, is a real-life ghost hunter. Truly. Truly a ghost hunter, and uh, she's invited us. Dr. Trish has accepted the invitation and I have officially declined and will continue to decline because it scares the bejesus out of me. Because Jeff is scared. But I have enough difficulties in my life without the afterlife haunting. Are you going to share your exorcism experience with us at a later time? I'm not. I'm not going to get involved in any of that. You crazy people can go and experience ghosts, and I hope you bring one back like luggage, and then I get to laugh at you and tell you I told you so. I just think she will be a great uh, guest on one of our podcasts, and hopefully we'll get questions from our listeners, and we can bombard her with that. Ab absolutely. That that would be the goal is to, uh, to try to get as many people involved as possible. Um, that will that will be in one of the following episodes. The next episode, our first real episode, is going to be mainly with you, Dr. Trish. And one of the things we're going to talk about is a really hot topic that comes up quite a bit with our patients and um, in the public arena, and it's medical marijuana. Yes, cannabis. So next, so next episode, everybody needs to tune in. We'll talk. We'll discuss uh, medical marijuana. We will touch on uh, the scientific background of medical marijuana in non-medical terms, uh, what it can do potentially or what we think it can do. That'll be our first ep uh, first full episode. I look forward to the, uh, recording that here shortly. All right. Until next time, thank you for listening to Source Sessions with Dr. Trish and Jeff Todd.